Great. If I could uh, kind of gather you back together, it is so wonderful to see just so many of you in the room, more people than have been in this room for 18 months. Just magnificent. And welcome to you guys also who are joining us online. We're just delighted to be celebrating a quarter of a century of the life of this church. And on such a significant birthday, I thought it was worth taking a moment just to think back a little bit on our journey as a church. There are some of you here today who were there with us right at the very beginning. There are others of you who joined much more recently. Many of you weren't here then. Most of you weren't here then. And some of you weren't even alive when we started this church. And so I wanted to share a little bit about what it was like when we started. So today we've got some amazing facilities, but our first meeting was in a function room in the Swans Hotel in West Bridgeford. This is a picture of our first ever meeting. Do you like my shirt there? On this very day, this is the 5th of September 1996. Within the month, we moved to another function room in the Windsor Lodge Hotel. And a couple of weeks later, we moved to a banqueting suite in Notts County Football Stadium. And this is our first ever meeting there. There was a lot about this space, which was so excellent. They had a bar, which made it easy to invite friends, especially to an evening service when we opened the bar. And there was plenty, as you can see, plenty of room to grow. All the equipment, like the PA desk and the speakers, was kept in our garage. And each week, we had to tow the trailer on the back of our car, set everything up for scratch for those meetings. And that was often after clearing up after the banqueting suite had been used for a Saturday night party. They discovered we were really diligent, and so they didn't bother with cleaners. So we would arrive there. Some of you may remember having to pick up chicken bones and cigarette ends and clear up vomit before we could begin to even set the chairs out and set the room up. As the church grew, the space became so squeezed that even worship became something of a contact sport. To maximize the space for people to join us, we set up the tiniest stage possible and we crammed the room with chairs. And I vividly remember one Sunday being on the front row and lifting my hands in worship with my eyes shut and actually knocking the bass player's music stand as I did so. That's, that's the proximity with which we were having to be in that crammed place. We also didn't have the wonderful equipment that we have today. Uh, I wonder how many of you know what this is. <laughs> yes, it is an overhead projector. We had two because the room was so long and narrowed and thin, and we used to put the song lyrics on the screens, but we always wanted to do things well. So that sort of rounded trapezoid shape, you know, with hairs and scratches and so on, some of you will recall that, we weren't going to be doing that. So we had a piece of card with a reverse trapezoid with sharp corners, which we laid on it such that the screen appeared perfectly rectangular and, uh, and tidy. And then we had white lettering on black transparencies, which was really quite cutting edge 25 years ago. <laughs> and the person operating it had to move them up as we sang the verses, and then to switch to the next acetate, you know, as the song progressed, without the screen suddenly lighting up as they did the, the move. So it was incredibly stressful uh, for the person doing that job. The church grew quite rapidly, and we needed a bigger place to meet. And we searched for any building we could rent or lease and adapt. And in the end, it became clear that we needed to find a plot of land and to build, which we did. The building contractor, Chuck White, who was also instrumental in our being able to later expand our land and build more buildings. He became a Christian as he built it, and he's been part of the church ever since. Good morning. Good 
Here's a service in our original auditorium as that began to get full. The original auditorium, which finished above the drum screen, that was the end of the auditorium. And with the subsequent extensions into the car park and then into the connect area, can you believe this, this auditorium is now double the original size? And by the grace of God, over the years, we've expanded the land and buildings to what we have today with the youth center, the kids center, and the arches, all paid for by the extraordinary generosity of so many members, past and present, to whom we are all hugely grateful. Compassion's always been at the heart of what we do, and from the very early days we did the soup run and prison ministry and other compassion ministries, which we continue today. 21 years ago, Tom Murphy, some of you will remember, found a derelict space. His wife, Helen, then led the renovation of what became known as the arches. It was, it was a series of arches, four in the end, under a road bridge in Lenton, and it needed masses of work before we could use it. And some of you may have been there in the small groups that helped us get that building ready. It, it really was a church, all hands on deck project. And some of you might recognize these three youngsters, <laughs> all three of whom are on the staff today. The 12-year-old you can see there behind my shoulder is now 33. He's six foot tall and has a very substantial beard. <laughs> when the ministry outgrew that space, we developed the warehouse behind this one to accommodate uh, the arches and all the other compassion ministries. For the last 25 years, small groups really have been at the very heart of Trent, doing life together, worshipping together, creatively blessing the community in so many creative ways, and supporting each other through life's ups and downs. We've shared life together in other ways, church picnics, like we're doing next Sunday, this is an early one, Christmas parties, <laughs> sorry about the fashion, and children growing up together and in the Lord through Trent Kids and Trent Youth. And it has been an absolute joy for me personally to have seen people that I first met as newborn babies now as they've grown into fine men and women who love the Lord. Here's the very first time we ever did healing on the streets. We decided, like on the Friday, we must do this on Saturdays. We had to knock up a sign. I don't know whether you can see, I think that's probably me, how the sign is being supported there. Can you see that? <laughs> it was raining. The wind was blowing so hard that we had to take it in turns. That's Doug. He was a legend. He's gone to be with the Lord since. But to step on the base of the stand and then keep it up. And it got more organized since then through that ministry and other ministries like Jesus at the Door. So many people have received prayer. Many have received healing. So many people have come to faith. And hundreds more have come to faith in Jesus through Alpha events and courses. From here, we have planted 11 other churches, giving away what the Lord has given us to bless other cities. And there are a number of people, actually, some of whom you saw on the screen, who are leading churches who used to be with us, but they didn't plant directly. So, and we also have at least one grandchild church as well. Uh, we've also had people move from here to minister in other countries. Although what Trent looks like has changed hugely over the last 25 years, and fortunately some of the clothing fashions have too, <laughs> the vision the Lord gave us in 1996 really hasn't. We are still passionate about following God's calling to build a growing, regional, biblically-based church here in Nottingham. 
which will in a creative and contemporary way, in the power of the Holy Spirit, worship God and communicate the gospel with compassion and generosity. We're still passionate, we're still aiming to make, train and equip disciples to be effective in the extending of God's kingdom, to develop leaders, to plant new churches and to contribute to the blessing of the whole body of Christ. We continue to want to be a place where people far from God come close to him and those who are close grow in their faith and their effectiveness as his disciples as they live lives of worship, bringing glory to him. And as the way we do church has been significantly disrupted over these past 18 months, I've been reminded again of what a wonderful thing the local church is. First of all, it is extremely precious to God. In Acts chapter 20, it's described this way, the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. The church is the most precious created thing in the universe for which the highest price in the universe was paid. The church, in all its local expressions across the globe, is the hope for the world. And as we in this church bring our talents and our efforts to the table, we contribute to facilitating thousands of ambassadors sharing the good news, expressing his nature, changing society, writing injustices, and God being worshipped and glorified by those he's created. And the impact of all these things and more has eternal consequences for many, many more thousands of people. In a moment, we're going to hear some stories, glimpses of what God has done from a few members uh, of this church in a short film. I haven't seen it, but I anticipate we will see from their stories that the reality is that while we're celebrating the church, rightfully so, on this, its birthday, this celebration really is about the Lord. God, the father of this family and every expression of the church across the world who has, out of his extravagant grace, brought us together. We're now going to hear John and Donna, Darren, Marcelina, and Adam and Sam share a little of their experience of being part of this church. Hi, my name is Adam. And I'm Sam. And we've both been at Trent Vineyard for our whole lives. I think my earliest memory here at Trent was probably when I was about five or six. Yeah. I remember doing kids' worship, um, singing the song Great Big God with all the actions, <laughs> which we don't have now, which is a shame. But Hi, my name's Darren Worsley. Um, I've been coming to Trent Vineyard now for about four months as part of the Carpenter's Arms programme at Phase 1, 2 and 2.5. Hi, my name is Marcelina. I've been going to Trent for four years. Next year, it'll be five years, and it's so good to belong to the trend because they're so good people. And I love minister, the minister there, they're so good. Debbie and John, they're very good people. I love them. So I'm Donna. And I'm John. And we've been at Trent since September 96, so for the full 25 years. We used to live in London and we were part of Southwest London Vineyard very happy there but hadn't been there very long. We applied for us to come up to Nottingham the year before and I was unsuccessful and so what we did was we bedded into life in London, bedded into life in the church and loved it, loved all that London had to offer. 
Then in 96, John applied for a job in Derby. He was a tentative application on the Friday. He had the interview on the Monday. He was offered the job. But we said that we weren't sure if it was what God wanted. And so we prayed and we said, Lord, if it is what you want, please could you make it clear? Otherwise, we're not going. And so that day we were told that John and Eleanor were calling a meeting. We went to the meeting and they announced that John and Debbie were starting a church in Nottingham. So we just knew, we knew that's what God had for us. We knew that was the next step. The next adventure for us as a couple was to be a part of the adventure that was in Nottingham. Um, I've always had a Christian faith uh, from a very young age, um, attended a very traditional Church of England parish. Um, I was a choir boy for a number of years. Um, and then tragic circumstances within my family, I lost my father. Um, led me to question my faith and belief. Um, losing my father had a big impact on me. I totally lost my faith completely. Um, wasn't the reason I began to drink, but uh, I became alcoholic very recently, over the last three, four years maybe, and decided it was time to do something about the habit, the addiction. Um, building an online application form for the Carpenters Arms Rehabilitation Centre. And part of that program, uh, we were required to attend church, which is when I found uh, Trent Vineyard. And uh, I've been attending there now for approximately four months. And uh, I just love the atmosphere in the church. It's a fantastic uh, place to worship our Lord. Yeah, so in Trent Kids, we've really started to develop some great, great friendships. Yeah. Um, and then as we got into, into youth, they really developed. Mm. I remember going to events like Jubilee Impossible, Soul Survivor, and various different youth weekends away where they, they really grew. Um, and I guess started to flourish. Um, and those friendships that, that we formed there are some of the ones that I value the most now. Um, and I've been there with me throughout the whole of, whole of my time in, in Trent Youth. Mm, definitely. I think those events as well were really good for inviting the Holy Spirit. So many people met Jesus for the first time there. Um, I remember for, for me personally in DTI 2016, that's when I first saw uh, Jesus at work and saw the Holy Spirit move. I saw people shaking, falling over and crying. And for me, that was shocking because I never thought that that was part of faith. I always thought that faith was just about ticking a box and saying that you think God exists. And really now, I know it's much more than that. And so that's why at that event, I decided to devote my life to Jesus. Yeah, that's amazing. I think these events were so significant for so many young people. I know for me personally, that's where I met with the Holy Spirit properly for the first mm. time. Um, it's probably the place where I really knew of God's love for me and where I started to understand that my identity actually is in Jesus. So I walked downtown one, 2018, and I met Martin and Sandra, these people, there was prayer to everybody. They asked me, can I pray for you? And I say, yes. So I sit down and they pray for me. The time I got out of that chair, I feel so light and very happy. Okay, so I went home and I tell my daughter what happened. She says, good. And then a week after, I went to the party. When I went to the party, I was very upset. So I go, come back, I was so went downtown, I got drunk. I came back four o'clock morning. When I lay my bed, because I was very upset, I feel something kicking me out of the bed. And I stand in my bed and say, the Lord, I'm ready for you now. I'm ready, and I want to go to church. I'm ready now, Lord. And I painted myself, I was screaming. I went downstairs to find Martin 
the card they give me for the phone. I ring this phone and the man say, hello? And I say, hello. I was crying, my name, Marcelina. I won't go to church. I won't go to church. And he say, who you are? I say, I'm Marcelina, I won't go to church. So he came, he's asking me my dress, where I am. He taking me to church and that day it was big day because we have baptizing. And they do baptizing and I look at this baptizing. I say, Lord, I want to be baptized. And that's what I want. So when we finish, he take him to the desk. He got the phone number for Nikki Ma, Bible study. I went to the Bible study for a year. Nikki picking me up my house, bring me back, take me to church, seven o'clock for one year. It was wonderful. I've never been the same, and my life changed. Jesus changed me. So um, in terms of being part of this, uh, the family at Trent, um, the vineyard is often talked about in, in four ways, it being four things, it being an army, it being a hospital, it being a family, and, and it being a school. And for us, we have experienced over these last 25 years, all of that, all of those, those aspects we, we've been We've been loved and we've been trained and we've been challenged and we've been given opportunities. And so for us, over these, these many years, we've been able to, to grow and develop. And we've been through the ups and the downs of life. We've um, had our family, our family have grown up here in Nottingham and in this church. And so, so for us, being part of this family is, is all of those things. And, um, and being able to to love those around us and love you know, one another, but also love the community beyond. And for us, that is part of what it means to be part of this family. On arriving at Trent for the first time I ever attended, um, I was very, quite a daunting place to be fair. It's a big industrial looking building from the outside. You would never imagine that it was um, a church organization whatsoever. Um, I even tried at the front door, just entering the, the building for the very first time greeted and met by people in Connect t-shirts, which is um, Connect is different areas of the church you can go to to link in with other other different areas and different avenues of not just worship. There are lots of lots of different skills, lots of different areas and you can explore with them, exploring not only your faith but the different community groups, helping the community, being involved more deeply with the church. And that was just walking through the door and then you walk into the large auditorium, which can be a little bit intimidating to be perfectly honest. But I was only in there for less than 60 seconds and I felt like I'd been attending that church for a very long time. Scanning around, looking left and right at the different people that were in there. The, the age ranges are from little babies you can hear murmuring during the service to elderly people that are joining in the worship as much as the teenagers are joining in the worship. It's very much a church that's orientated for every age group and every colour and creed. My, when I was baptised, because I was party woman, I was wild. I worked so hard and I play hard. I did. So the time I was baptized, everybody came to see is it true I'm going to baptize. And I did baptize. We went back to my house. They said, We give her two months. We give her three months. She will not change. She will go in and out clubbing and dancing. And... But they wait here. Wait to. They came, they said, Marcelina. You turn very good Christian. So 
so my life changed. Never got back who I was. I'm looking forward because Jesus loved me. I never got no far, no way. That is gone. It was around the building campaigns and we were back in Notts County and John and Debbie were envisioning us as a church and as a group of leaders to say, there's, a, there's more that God wants to do and we need to start thinking about how we do that. And so what we did was they had a meeting and they talked about equal sacrifice, not equal gifts. And that was something that's just stuck with me over the years. And John gave an example of buying, paying for one chair. And at the time, the chair cost around 12 pounds and talked about if that was the, the gift that God had asked us to give, and that was what we could afford, then that was as equal a sacrifice for us and therefore for God as equal a gift as someone who was able to give much more. So we were building for the future. We were building for those yet to come. And it was very much about the one that was to come. So the children we didn't know, the, the people we didn't know, but we were investing in their future as part of this church. So me and Adam have been on Gap Year this year, and although maybe it's not been what we envisioned, it's still been so good for us. Although we've been online for most of it, sadly, um, it's still been really good because it's given us time to reflect and really focus on the sessions we've had. And although we've been in lockdown and not had the opportunity to have as much community, it's mean that we've really treasured the community that we've had and we've really valued um, it when we've been able to be together. Uh, around two months ago, uh, we were approached by a lovely young lady called Linda from Trent Vineyard as part of the Step Forward programme, uh, which I was involved in the class, which was part of the programme, um, to develop uh, something called a vision board or dream board, uh, which means which creating a board, basically, with a circle in the centre with my name in, or the, the candidate's name in, with various lines coming off, um, depicting what you dream for, for the future, what you, your future may hold for you, goals that you wish to achieve, it was very, um, very inspiring for me, to be fair, to uh, dive into my own head and discover things about myself and my own character, for things that I actually want for the future. It's something that I've never really thought of, uh, dreams and aspirations for myself. Uh, the dream board that we actually created, uh, I've got actually on my bedroom wall, it's blue tacked to the wall in my bedroom. I think it helps me to keep focused on the future and goals that I came up with two months ago and just keep them at the forefront of my mind uh, for the positive benefit for myself. To keep looking at it and constantly seeing it keeps it renewed and refreshed in my mind. It's certainly paying off already um, within a, the short space of a few weeks. Uh, of phase two as part of the programme at the Carpenter's Arms, it was we were approached and we came into uh, a big meeting with a guy called um, James uh, to talk about him and his business success. Um, during that meeting or during that presentation that this kind gentleman put on for us, it, uh, it's further led on to me being fully employed now by, uh, by the organisation, by the company, which was actually one of the things that was on my dream board, employment, when I come clean and sober. So for many people, as you come and you see the arches, you see a large building next door to the Trent building. But the, the reason it's called the arches is because it began under a railway arch on Broadhome Street in Lenton. And I remember um, Tom Murphy all those years ago he, looked, he was looking for somewhere where, where we might serve the poor in the city. And he came and he said he's found the place. And he was really excited. And, and, and I remember going to see the building and the best word, the politest word to describe it would be it had potential. It was dirty, it was damp. And um, 
but Tom and others saw potential in it that we could, we could serve in that place. And so we were all called as small group leaders to go to the arches and we, I, I was introduced to sugar soap for the first time and we scrubbed walls and we, and we painted and we, we did all that needed to do to, to get it ready. And it wasn't a project we were doing, it wasn't a, uh, simply a project, it was, it was just a call to arms, it was, it was everyone come and find best the small part that they can play. And what I love is, is that that hasn't changed, that for us as a church, um, it's the same call. It's come and find your place, find your place where you can serve and you can do your small part to be part of this community, to serve and love our city. Well, the trend changed my life because it's a wonderful place to be. My life has been changed more than how I was. And that's why I love Trent, because they do everything to the people. The people, they help everybody. So the people that was in Trent, they helped me for four years, done everything for me. It was wonderful. And then, because God changed me, I went say thank you to God. I start feeding the homeless. Is it wonderful? I never thought before I couldn't feed the homeless. People see me and actually they say, Marcelina, is you? I said, God changed me. I feed the homeless for a year. I gave the donation for a year close. Thank you, Jesus. My life has changed. Um, through the recovery and me, uh, me attending the rehabilitation process, like I say, I've uh, been lucky enough to have the opportunity to become a member of the congregation at Trent Vineyard. I really, uh, I look forward um, to attending church and worship every Sunday at Trent without fail. It's certainly almost the highlight of my week uh, to attend and not only the worship for the songs at the beginning are allowed to express myself vocally and physically, I get really involved in the word that comes after the worship. I take it on board and it, just being part of the Trent Vineyard organisation as a whole has sincerely given me a considerable amount of strength and certainly has aided me in my recovery and given me the strength and having my faith behind me has certainly promoted my recovery. Over the last 19 years of life at Trent Vineyard, one thing that's really stood out to me is just the leaders who give up such mm. a significant amount of time and energy to looking after young people like us. Yeah. Um, for me and Sam, the small group leaders and mentors that we've had over the years in kids and in youth have been so amazing. Mm. Um, always there looking out for us, always having a great time with us and also just being a great example of what it means to live your life out for Jesus. Um, yeah, so just a massive thank you to, to all the leaders who, who serve young people here. Yeah, like Adam said, from Trent Kids all the way through to Gap here just now, it's been so good because the leaders have been with us every step of the way. And so thank you to Trent Vineyard because they've made us the people we are today. And without them, we wouldn't be where we are at with our faith. So thank you. Wow, I loved that. And thank you for all of you. I see some of you in the room today who actually contributed to that film. That was really, really encouraging. Quite a number of times in the Bible, God's people reached milestones on their journey and they stopped to remember how God had blessed them. They commemorated that in different ways, but often with a, a pile of stones or some other way of just marking that moment. 
And one such occasion is recorded in 1 Samuel chapter 7. Israel was just being repeatedly attacked by the Philistines and God defended them in an absolutely extraordinary way. You can read that in 1, chapter, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 7, but I just want to read this one verse. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer. Ebenezer means stone of help. He named it stone of help, saying, thus far, the Lord has helped us. And it is appropriate for us to mark this moment with the acknowledgement that thus far, the Lord has indeed helped us. The journey of the last 25 years has had its challenges and its breakthroughs. It's had its heartaches and its delights. At whatever point along the path you joined us, uh, you are a precious member of this extended family. And we are very grateful to the Lord and to every one of you who have contributed along the way. All the glory belongs to him. Great things he has done. Amen.